Maker and Muse, Women and Early 20th Century Art Jewelry is on view at the Dayton Art Institute now through January 19th. I'm Larry Carassel with Arts Focus and with curator Catherine Sigworth. So one of the great things about this exhibition is while it focuses on jewelry, it's really about the history of the time at the turn of the 20th century. And one of the great examples is that there is jewelry made for British suffragettes. And you know it is because it is in the colors of the suffragette movement, which are purple, green, and white. The British suffragette movement was a little earlier than the American one. They got their first vote a couple years before the United States 19th Amendment, but it's a great way to celebrate the United States suffragette movement at its centennial as well. And it's also celebrating the Dayton Art Institute's centennial Absolutely. So when we were thinking of exhibitions for our centennial year, we immediately thought Dayton is the gem city. We should have a jewelry show. And this was a great opportunity because it not only is beautiful, dazzling objects, but it's also focusing on the same time frame that the museum was founded. So it's an even more rich celebration of our centennial. Who are some of the artists represented in this exhibit? So with over 200 works, there's a lot of artists represented. Names that people will know are René Lalique, who was perhaps the most famous of the French Art Nouveau jewelry designers as well as Louis Comfort Tiffany. Everyone knows his Tiffany lamps. After his father passed, his father was the head of Tiffany & Co. He started his own jewelry line, and we have several dazzling works on view. What are some of your favorites by artists that might not necessarily be household names? So one of my favorite works is by a British arts and crafts artist named Ella Naper. She created these beautiful hair combs out of horn and moonstone and they look like water lilies. And the moonstone is carved in such a way to look like dewdrops about to fall off. They are incredibly delicate, they're very beautiful, and they go to speak for the rest of the show as far as the level of technique and unconventional objects used to make jewelry. The value is not created by the size of the gemstones. It is the techniques and the design and materials used in a novel way. These are artists who were rebelling against the Industrial Revolution and were very interested in unique hand-wrought objects. We have things such as horn and shagreen being used, as well alongside diamonds and some precious stones, as well as semi-precious stones and pebbles. So it really runs the gamut as far as what you might discover. This is a perfect exhibition to bring your family during the holiday season if you just need to get out of the house. And that's because jewelry is accessible. We all know something about it. And at the end of the day, this is a beautiful show. You can go further down and learn more about the artists and the techniques and the history. But no matter what, this is a fun exhibition and we hope you all come to experience it. I would think of them as mini sculptures if jewelry is not your thing, but they are worth seeing. It is over 200 objects that are dazzling, and I guarantee you will be in awe of at least a few. Get more information about Maker and Muse, women and early 20th century art jewelry by visiting DaytonArtInstitute.org jewelry. I'm Larry Carassel. Arts Focus is a production of Discover Classical.